Hola, hello. Thank you for tuning in to Mujeres in the Know. Hey everyone, how is it going today? It's your host, Natalie here, and I'm so excited to bring you a new episode for season four. This episode is going to be followed by one more episode and then season four will be a wrap. It's been an amazing season and I was blessed to have some guest hosts step in this season and help out this podcast. Today's guest, her name is Norma Selpuvada. And Norma is currently running to be the next mayor of Harlingen, Texas. Norma is such an inspiration, and I'm so excited she said yes to be a guest on this podcast. So we're going to ask Norma some questions today, and we're going to get to know her on a more personal level. And let's hear her story. Thank you so much, Norma, for taking time out of your day to be a guest on the Mujeres in the Know podcast. Can you share with us a little bit about your upbringing? Where were you born and raised? And how was your how has your upbringing shaped and molded you into the woman that you are now? Sure. So um, I was born right here, uh, born and raised in Harlingen. I was I grew up really surrounded by family, lots of family. I have six siblings. Uh, my parents also came from big families. My mom was one of nine. So we're talking tios, tias, cousins, extended families, second and third cousins. So I just, you know, really grew up surrounded by, you know, love, family and faith. And, and it's really, I believe that it shaped me to be the person that I am because it's what I want for my kids too. And it is the reason why after After law school, I came back here to the Valley, here specifically to Harlingen, because I wanted the same for my kids to grow up with that, you know, to, to have that family. I think culture and, and family is, is really important and it, it plays a big role. But I think that that's definitely, um, you know, brought me to where I am today. You are currently running to be the next mayor of Harlingen, Texas. Can you share with the listeners what motivated you and inspired you to run? So um, I'm going to age myself a little bit here, <laughs> but okay. when I was growing up in Harlingen, it was really like the place to be. This is, you know, late 80s, early 90s when Harlingen, McAllen and Brownsville were really kind of like in the same, you know, in terms of population and thriving economies. You know, Harlingen was considered really to be the capital of the valley and everybody wanted to be here. You know, we had everything. I can I can really I can remember like Saturday mornings being dropped off at the mall, you know, hanging out with my friends from like from the moment they opened the doors until they closed, you know, eating Luca pizza, playing video games, sometimes watching a movie. And, you know, those are my memories of, of Harlingen and It just, it saddens me, you know, that my kids have never seen my hometown, right? I've never seen Harlingen at its best. You know, when you drive into Harlingen, you see what? The first thing is our abandoned mall. And, you know, businesses around town, small and big, they just, they continue to close. You know, we, it, every, it seems like it's, it's, uh, it's something that's continuing to happen and it's just now accepted you know it's like the the new norm we're just we're stagnant and and we have been for for a long time and so you know when i hear like our current mayor fail to acknowledge the obvious or say things like our mall is not dead we have 55 stores uh in the mall and we need to support them you know it just really tells me that he's 
out of touch with our community and, and truly doesn't see, you know, what the, the rest of us see. And that's why uh, I'm running. Um, I want just a better Harlingen. Um, I believe in the promise of Harlingen and I believe that, you know, with the right leadership, we can regain that status uh, as being the capital of the Rio Grande Valley. I'm kind of curious about campaigning. So what do you enjoy the most about campaigning and what has been your most memorable moment thus far? There's so much <laughs> that I like you know, <laughs> about campaigning. It's hard to kind of just narrow it into to one thing. Um, but I think uh, I have a really strong team. I've met a lot of wonderful people that have just volunteered their time you know no one on my team is is paid this is a, a real grassroots type um, of, of campaign and and I have met people that are just truly you know have share my same vision and they just love Harlingen and and you know join my team and and that just has really humbled me you know knowing that I have that that support I think <laughs> Block walking, what you know, is right up there with it. You know, getting to, except for the heat, you know, sometimes it's really hot. Mm -hmm. But you know, just getting to to really talk to people and you know, learn about their issues, their ideas, their concerns. There's you know, real power in just listening to 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 people. You really learn so much. As far as as a most memorable moment, of course, you know, I've had lots of them over the last um, months that I've been doing this. But what really sticks out to me is, um, you know, one day when I was out block walking, I uh, knocked on a door and so this this man, you know, he opens up and, and I'm ready to tell him, you know, who I am. And he says, you know, he doesn't say, hey, you're Norma or anything like that. He says, Hey, you're Evan's mom, right? <laughs> and I said, yes. Um, so my son Evan is in, in the third grade and he says to me, you know, yep, you know, um, my daughter goes to school with your son and she's told me all about your campaign and why we should we should vote for you. And every time we drive around town, we sees it, you know, we see your signs and she says, look, 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 that's Evan's mom and reminds me about the election. So you know, the fact that my kid is out there campaigning in his third grade classroom is just awesome. You know, the, that, that he's supportive and, um, and and is just really out there working it too. <laughs> it's that to me was just, you know, a memorable moment that I'll never forget. Wow. And I, I was looking at your Facebook the other day and I saw you shared a video of your son singing a song and it was a, like a, you know, a song from church. And I can't remember that which song it was, but it was, I thought it was such a beautiful video. He was going to sleep, I think, and he was singing a, a song and it was so beautiful to see him sing that song. I don't know if that's the same son that. Yes, it yeah. is. He, that you, that's, I think that's probably my person, like uh, my personal Facebook. And he is just, He's a great kid and he, you know, we have our routines and every night um, we say he, as he gets older, he learns like a new prayer, right? And so he says all of them. So since he's been a baby till now, so we go through about five or five, about five different prayers and then he learns, you know, different songs and, and, and he likes to, he likes to sing them. So sometimes we'll put on, put on, um, you know, I'll pull it up on YouTube and, and we'll play it really low and then he'll sing. And he's really, really has a, a really great 
um, relationship, you know, uh, I guess you could say um, with with God, right? And and, and knowing that um, faith is important and that God controls and never forgets his prayers and, and really, you know, that's just something that, that, that he likes to do and I love it and it just, you know, it just makes me happy. I like, you know, I'm doing something right. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Norma. What has been the biggest obstacle you faced while campaigning and how did you manage to get through it? So, um, I would say, you know, this campaign is, is not, is like no other, you know, it's, it's being reported in the paper as like the biggest election, um, in Harlingen in, in the last, uh, 20 years. And, and I, I think it is, you know, this is definitely, um, like a David and Goliath type situation. Um, the incumbent, he's, he's been sitting on the governing body for 24 years, you know, 15 of those years as mayor. And I'm just a regular person, you know, I'm not a politician. I'm just a regular person wanting better for the community. So I think my biggest obstacle has been trying to reach everyone. You know, I don't have that name recognition that my opponent has um, and not everyone knows me. And I think it's it's human nature to be somewhat afraid of, of change, right, of, of the unknown. But people that do know me and, and know my heart and know that I'm doing this for the right reasons, you know, for the betterment of our community, they I have that support and and as I get to know more people I I I feel that that's why they you know joined uh, my campaign or or this movement if you will but my biggest challenge my biggest obstacle is getting in front of everyone I feel like if I can just speak to everybody then they would understand they would know they would know me and and they would you know 100% be be there with me but it's you know I can't knock on every door we have you know, over 70,000 people that live in Harlingen and it's just not, not a possibility for me, but I don't know that I've, I've, I think you said, you know, haven't managed to get through. I don't know that I've gotten through it, but it's, I'm working really, really hard and I'm just, you know, doing the best that I can and, and trying to meet as many people as I can and, you know, coming on podcasts like these and just making myself accessible. And so I hope to get through it. And I just hope that you know, people will give me that opportunity. Not only are you running for the next to be the next mayor of Harlingen, Texas, you're also an immigration attorney. And of course, you're a mother. How on earth do you manage to stay organized and orderly? You know, I have to say that as a lawyer, we are really married to our calendars, right? And so I've carried that over to um, the campaign as much as I can and, and, and trying to ensure that my calendars are shared with the right people, whether it be my staff, my campaign um, volunteers. Um, so that has been really, really key, you know, in, in this campaign. And the other, of course, is just the people that I have in my life. I have, you know, a mom crew that I could not, and this was even before the campaign, just as a working mom, as a professional, I have a group of ladies that, you know, our kids grew up together and I can, you know, count on them to, you know, pick up Evan if, if he needs to get picked up or, and, and I'm, you know, stuck in court or at an event, um, you know, and we've really kind of, leaned on each other and um, and especially, you know, going through through COVID and all of those 
um, challenges that we have gone through over the last few years, I think my mom crew has just gotten stronger and, and we've been able to bond on, on, on some of those things. And so I really could not do it without them. And then, of course, my, my husband and my kids, they, of course, are, are super supportive. Like I said, this is a grassroots campaign. You know, uh, you see other other people campaigning, whether it be, you know, all different offices, um, at seats, positions, and they have, you know, these paid people to go out and put signs and not mine, you know, my, my kid, it's, it's my husband and my son putting out all the signs that you see around town, which are a lot. Um, and so it's just, you know, it, it's just having the support from at home, my mom crew and my calendar and I get, and my staff, you know, here at work and the volunteers on my campaign. What is one thing you do on a, on a daily basis that helps you to refocus and realign yourself? You know, so this is, this is probably kind of a harder one. Um, I just try to continue to remember that this, you know, this campaign is not about me. It's about the community. When I first decided, you know, I, I prayed about it. I talked to my family and I, I really, really thought about it before I decided to run. But, you know, one thing is thinking about it and then the other is actually doing it and it's hard you know it's really hard putting yourself out there and for everyone that has been doing this for years and years i have gained a a, a new respect um for for people that are in politics because it definitely is not easy um it takes a lot to be able to do it and i'll tell you that on i announced in october right october 20th and I was real excited and all I had was the people around me that were supportive, right? And so I announced and and the people that were at my announcement were friends and family. Everything that I heard was positive. The day after my announcement and in days, you know, subsequent to that, I started getting phone calls from, from people just telling me, why are you doing this? You shouldn't do this. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. You know, they say all these horrible things about you. They're going to, you know, you don't know how politics is and there's no way you can beat your opponent because he's just too politically connected. And, you know, every it went from all the positive to the negative and it, and it really did a number on me, you know. And I kind of second-guessed myself for a minute there and thought, is it really worth it? Is it really worth for me to do this, you know, knowing now all this that that I'm being told. And so a few days later after that, it was was probably, it was in the 20, it was the 28th. um, And that's my mom's birthday, right? And um, I lost my mom in, in 2020. So her birthdays are really, really hard. And on that day, I I was having a hard time, you know, and I was sitting, you know, in my office um, with my sister and we had come back from the cemetery and it was, you know, 28th, eight days after, after being um, announcing. And I was just having this conversation with her and telling her that, you know, maybe it was not the right thing to do. I, I do want to do it for the right reasons, but it was just going to be too much. You know, and and I and I wasn't going to do it. And she said to me, "That's fine. You know, nobody, 
you don't know, owe anybody anything, you know? And I thought, gosh, it's going to be hard, right? Telling everybody that, you know, I made this, made all my friends and family come, but I think I was just letting the negative take over, you know? Yeah. And, and as I was sitting there, um, there was a knock on the door and, and somebody knocked and, and, and I was of course upset because somebody was bothering while we were talking and it was someone to deliver flowers. And I thought, well, that's nice. You know, I thought it was somebody in my family because we were just having a hard day. And the guy that was delivering brought two vases of, you know, flowers. And so my sister and I kind of looked at each other like, okay, it must be one of our aunts, right? I tell you, we got a big family. So she's gets, she gets her card, I get my card uh, that's on the, on the flowers, and I open it. The message was, God is within her, she will not fail, you know? We looked at each other, and we're all emotional, right, already, because it's a hard day. And then we see who it's from, and it's from a client of mine that I uh that I had helped years years ago because her sister had had um, passed away tragically, you know, unexpectedly in a car accident, and you know I helped her financially in a, in, in a way. You know, I just I helped the family because they they weren't expecting what was going on, right? You know what happened, and so um, I hadn't heard from her since then, and so. I looked at my sister and I said, well, why would she be sending these flowers? I said, will you, will you call her? Maybe she called the office and they told her what was going on. And so my sister called and, and she said, thank you so much for the flowers. But, you know, why did you, why out of all days did you send them? And so she says, I don't know. I just, I felt like I just, something made me do it. And I, um, I get all emotional. <laughs> um, something just made me do it, and I just felt like I needed to do it, and, and something was telling me to, that I needed to. So when my sister, you know, she tells me that, and I just felt like this is, you know, this is just like a message, you know, from, I felt like I'm I'm very, you know, I talk to my mom, you know, even though she's not here, I, and, and it's, it's, when you lose somebody, I, I, everybody handles things differently, but I felt like it was my mom telling me, you know what, I got you, you can do this, yeah. and it's not about you, right? It's about the community, and you have to do it. And as long as, you know, if God is within me, I'm not going to fail. And so from that moment forward, I said, you know what, no, I'm not going to let the negative um, dictate what it is that I do. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it. And if it's God's will, then we'll win. And, and it doesn't matter that, you know, I don't have the politician resume. I will just give it my all. And so I, I think about that, you know, and I, and, I, and I remember that this isn't about me. And I have, I have something that others or maybe other people do, but I have my mom and I have have people, you know, looking out for me and, and, and I think that I'm doing the right thing. And so I try to remember that, you know, whenever things are difficult and um, to focus on what matters and it what matters is it doesn't matter how difficult it is for me, it, this is for the better betterment of the community and I've committed and I'll see it through. I think that was a lot longer than that. <laughs> no, that's amazing. I love that. It's just, you know, isn't it amazing how God sends us reminders sometimes like that? Little reminders just to keep going. It, it is. Yeah. And I have so many more that I, I would just take up way too much time. But 
Thank you so much, Norma. You were such an inspiration. And the last question I have for you is I'm wondering if you could give some advice to either a young girl or a woman who has a strong desire to pursue a political position and she hopes to make a difference in her community as you are. What would you tell her to do and just to always remember? I would say just do it, you know, just do it. You know, be that change um, that you want to see in your community. Um, be prepared to to hear advice and criticism from everyone um, and accept it, you know, accept the advice and the criticism, but just remain true to yourself and always, always, you know, remember that, like I mentioned before, whatever happens is God's will and all you can do is your best. But definitely get out there and just do it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Mujeres in the Know podcast. It's your host, Natalie here. And once again, thank you so much, Norma, for taking time to be a guest on the podcast. I'm honored to have had you on this podcast. And thank you for what you're doing and being such an example to Latinas out there that are looking to, you know, to possibly in their future, do something like you're doing. And thank you for being an example to us. And I really appreciate that. Thank you again. And don't forget to stay tuned because we're going to have one more episode for season four. Until next time, please stay safe out there. Cuidado, por favor. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye and adios.